0: Hey there, loyal listener. So to keep the podcast free, we need to pay some bills very quickly. We have partnered with Canva, the website for all designers, um, to help us pay the bills. We've got to pay bills for Kazoos. We've got to pay bills for uh, Dini Plus so we can watch... Mandalorian and Clone Wars every week. You've got to pay bills for microphones and headphones. So if you are a designer or an illustrator or a content creator and you need your own content made, but you don't have the time to make it, head over to canva.com. All you have to do is click the link in our bio, in our description, or go to partner.canva.com forward slash lemonade. And you will find uh, a link to Canva, which will take you straight to uh, Canva, where you can uh, get all sorts of content created for you, all sorts of design assets created for you. It doesn't cost you a thing. And every time you click our link, um, Canva kicks back a couple dollars over here to the Lemonade Podcast Network to help us uh, keep the podcast running uh, strong so we can pay for... Uh, all the stuff for the podcast, as well as nappies and um, baby assets, baby baby stuff, baby wipes, <laughs> formula, all that kind of stuff. No, no, we don't we don't use that money for that, but we do use that money to keep this podcast free for you guys and keep the value coming to you every single week without a paywall. All right, guys, that's simple. Just go to partner.canva.com forward slash Lemonade Go and get yourself Some fantastic Design assets Uh, They have so many Free photos You can use So many free Templates you can use That you can even Build a team there You can even build A creative team On um, Canva So go to Canva Sorry Partner.canva.com Forward slash Lemonade Click the link They'll send us some money Uh, It's free for you to use And you can get yourself um, Some wicked stuff Over at Canva Alright guys Stay weird. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of making lemonade, Qui-Gon's happy hour, or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world crisis, health crisis, we, are, we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go, and we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to patron, patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a patron, you will get access to not only a patron-exclusive podcast feed with all our Star Wars after shows, movie commentaries, and the whole first season of my podcast, Baking Oranges, where I talk with my friend and yours, Steve, about pop culture and the world around us, but you will also get 15% off all products in my online store, um, Year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we we will still have free podcasting content year round every single week we're going to have new episodes of making lemonade and qui happy hour every other week as well so don't fret however if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some (laughs) some cash um and would like to help out and are are a fan of everything we do here at the lemonade network please head over to patreon.com forward slash the lemonade network and become a patreon a patron today Stay weird. Your speed speedies in park, pour yourself a blue mojito, kick your feet up because it's time for Qui-Gon's happy hour, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get in to this week's episode of the Manda Florian. <laughs> See what I did there? I changed the name, is it? Uh-oh, my headphones have done something silly. I have these wonderful headphones and I have that horrible sensation of... Um, they cock themselves. You know, like when the end of the headphone is like, eh, you gotta like eh, put it put, eh, put it in place. Yeah, that's what happens over here. Over here. Um, what's going on everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Um I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um and I just wanna let you know that I love and care about you. Everybody on TikTok as well, I love and care about you. Um, and we're all here together in our fandom to watch the Manda Florian man the shmanda no plea no nah. nope nope don't don't I don't like gravy <laughs> um yeah I this is how we do it na 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 um Okay, so we're up to episode four, which we need to start from the beginning. Up to episode four, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Bit of Star Wars news ahead. Um, The new Mandalorian trailer came out. If you want to see my reaction to that, uh, you can see it at my YouTube. I have a YouTube. Hello there, Tara. How are you? believe that's your name. I'm just going to assume that's your name because you have a few more letters and numbers behind it. Hello there, General Kenobi. All right. For those of you listening and watching at home, um, if you would like to start episode four of The Mandalorian along with me, uh, you are welcome to. If you're driving, obviously, um, I'm obliged to tell you don't do that, um, even if you've got one of those little screens. And so will the child... (laughs) That's right. Um, I am going to get the IMDb page up. Um, hopefully, we won't have too many troubles. IMDb page. Um, so we can talk some of the trivia as well, like we did last week on this week's episode. Okay. But for those of you watching at home, uh, listening at home, uh, we're about to start, queue up your yeah, Baby Yoda's back. Queue um, up your Mandalorian episode four, and we are starting in three, two, one, go. That's it. All right. So we're gonna watch the previews here. Let's get the trivia up. Where's the trivia episodes? Here we go. Such a large bounty for, just, for such a small package. <laughs> okay. Due to prior commitments, Pedro Pascal does not appear on screen as the Mandalorian at all in this episode. Wow, so Pedro's not even saved say, say for his voice with with his double wearing the costume for all the scenes. So this entire episode is Pedro's double. It's interesting. There you go. Well, this is a big one. Bryce Dallas Howard discussed the child, which she refers to as baby. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, she reveals that her children, yes, I know, age 6 and 11 were on... The set with her but were not able to talk about the baby with their friends the thing i was most nervous about was that my kids had been on set quite a bit um she says so they had been so seen baby interacted okay interesting there you go let's get into the episode eh? let's do this come on oh there's that lucasfilm tag what's going on everybody on tiktok thank you for joining us and um, we are watching the mandalorian so i'll be doing a bit of commentary um this is for my podcast if you um are watching uh, watching along on the live uh you can find the audio version of this on all podcasting platforms under Qui-Gon's happy hour that's it how's everybody doing out there ah oh, here's those beautiful blue lobsters krill Remember when I first saw this episode I was kind of like what's going on oh just in case the audio listeners are wondering why stop for a second I have my glass of wine because this is after all Qui-Gon's happy hour. So, you know. This is just such a beautiful scene here. I love um I love the music here. It's um it's the kids. The the got the little one eyed frogs jumping around the kids, the 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 local people, um the tribesmen, so to speak, are all there and we've got the Mandalorian theme in a very sweet and and it's, uh and it's in a major key um, and it's moving nice and slowly and softly I could fall asleep to that version of that theme song actually Samuel Kim if anyone has a connection to Samuel Kim anyone knows how I can get on to Samuel Kim I want to let him know to do that with all the Star Wars themes just make him like oh and here we go there's that big cannon gun that we will find out about later. Yes. Damn, this looks good on this laptop screen. Not to brag, but we have a, one of the new Macbook airs. And it is beautiful. It is a beautiful screen. I'm uh, hoping that maybe some of my friends will join me for some later episodes. We'll see, see what they think. They're not as big a Star Wars fans as I am. Um, but they're good friends and they, they did enjoy the Mandalorians so one of them actually hasn't seen it yet so it might be worth uh, watching it with him um, but yeah I love these just those loves are beautiful those little krill things and these guys are just like pillaging to they look like uh, they look like pit bulls <laughs> like bulldogs such an interesting this is one of my favorite episodes because it's so yeah it looks like they've taken They've like taken a lot of reference from Pitbulls. I don't actually know what the Pit pe- what the are called in this. In this episode, what those guys are called. Uh, let's keep going with the trivia thing. So, uh, back with this Bryce Dallas Howard thing. When the kids went back to school every single day, I would say, "So, what are you going to talk about today?" And they would say, "Baby," Howard says that. Um, should have to remind our kids every day that they could not talk about the baby and it's confusing now for them that they can after having to say quiet about it in uh, quiet about it for a year. We've been having this routine for about a year now and it's fun. It's really, really fun. Everyone is super pissed that there's no merch but I think they made a good choice in not focusing there and just focusing on the storytelling elsewhere. Um, elsewhere, Howard says that she had a lot of freedom to direct how the puppet moved Praising the effects team that created it and showrunner John Favreau for how everything is set up. the legacy operators said that each director would have a different way of directing baby, and for me that they would do what they would do is they would just look at me the whole time because I was just pulling faces. They were like we could we would just copy the faces that you were making Bryce. I was obsessed with the baby and baby's internal journey. <laughs> wow, so she's really thought through. This, uh, this concept of the child and baby Yoda. Yeah. This is a beautiful imagery as well with the baby on his on his knee. Um, just like that. Just sitting on his knee, giving him a cuddle. Gives him a little womp rat. And their plan here is, is to lay low. That's really interesting, isn't it? That... They're going to try and lay low um, on this planet, so they were going to stay there for a few months um, until, obviously, what happens at the end of the episode. But isn't that interesting? It's so it's so western, it's so cowboy of them to um, lay low and um, hide out on a different planet. It's very space cowboy, um, and that's that's an ongoing theme in this show, and it's it's it gives it that naff Star Wars meets Western kind of quality. And a few few of my friends have said to me, you know. And family members have said yeah it's not the greatest show like it's not inc- super super amazing but it looks gorgeous and it it's um you got to think about it from a point of view of like it's deliberately a space western and it's deliberately that Star Wars naf kind of sensibility to it that the, the acting's not in um, not incredible but um And now knowing that Pedro is not in the costume at all this episode, that his stunt double is, it's interesting because he has to act. Pedro has to do dialogue in a studio. (laughs) He's coming with him. What the hell? Um, Pedro has to do dialogue for a bit of acting that he actually hasn't done himself. So he's, he's essentially coming in and, and, and doing an animation it's like the way they do they redub manga they're doing a, a performance for something that already exists so um, you do get some of that kind of naff quality to it um, but it's it's part of the charm of this show really isn't it um, Tara says I'm new to the Star Wars fandom oh good on you well do yourself a favour and watch the Mandalorian if you are new to the Star Wars fandom welcome 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 this is a no gatekeeper zone um, we welcome all new fans. So, welcome. Welcome to Kaigon's Happy Hour. Welcome to the fandom. Um, and there's that Loth Cat. Um, Loth Cats are a Dave Filoni um, production, <laughs> creation. Uh, Loth Cats came from. They were in the Clone Wars, I believe. Clone Wars fans, you'd be able to tell me. Um, but I know they're definitely from Lothal, which is where Ezra from Rebels comes from. So, there's a little bit of trivia for you. This is a great moment. I love this woman here. Um, that's uh, getting the bone broth for him, and and she look, looks out for him later. Damn the man! In the sun, here's Cara Dune. In the sun, this um, this this Beskar medal of his is just gorgeous. It's just beautiful. Like as much as I love the old costume. I really and he tips tips the hell out of this woman as well um he's a real carer like we're starting to see a caring kind of element to the Mando like he's just given this woman a whole lot of he's leaving the baby behind giving this woman's like huge tips lots of money and although it's you know a means to his ends he's just being really kind to her ...without having to... ...without any agenda... ...which I really... ...which is what I really love about this character... ...he's a... ...a true man... ...a real... ...a good man... ...um... ...a good Mandalorian... ...oh... ...get ready for... ...terrible Mandalorian puns... ladies and gentlemen... ...um... ...that's... ...that's what this commentary... ...tracks have become... (laughs) ...we're four episodes in now... ...but as you'll find... ...I really do appreciate this show... ...this is... ...this is... ...potentially... This is one of, since The Last Jedi, this is my favorite piece of Star Wars in the Disney realm. Um, obviously, I love Rebels, I love Resistance, I love the new series, of Clone Wars, I love all of this, but I really, really appreciate The Mandalorian. Um, I think it's because of my connection to the character, the uh, father-son relationship, um, the real, you know, the Dave Filoni of it all, the John Favreau of it all, it's just a piece, it's, it's a real gem in the Star Wars fandom. And he's that classic meme where <laughs> sipping on the cup. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Um, I'm really excited for another walkthrough where I don't have to talk over this because um, I just... I think this is my fifth watch through of this season and I'll, I'll probably do one more with my partner before the show comes out. My daughter loves baby Yoda. She comes into my office all the time and plays with him And Buzz Lightyear that I have in here as well. So, um, I I love this character of Cara Dune. I know that um, Gina Carano has had some controversy lately. Um, And I suppose this is a better time than ever to talk about it. (sighs) Um, Look, I don't really have an opinion on or for it. Um, a lot of people say that she was making fun of the, you know, cisgender, transgender community um, who and their pronouns because she put beep, boop, beep, bop, boop in her and that people were putting it in their Twitter um, bios. And she was identifying as an astromech, I suppose. Um, I personally saw... I thought it was like not... Saying that if it was intended to be directed at um, at the transgender community, um, it's if it wasn't intended, I I find it like detaching from that. I find it funny. I find it hilarious. Um, it's just very clever identifying as an astromech, and ask for um, fish fish figures on TikTok. And astromech is what um, BB-8 and R2-D2 are. That's that's the t- type of droid. So BB-8 and R2-D2 are astromech droids, and C-3PO is a protocol droid. So um, it's about what they're what they're programmed to do, um, and that's that's the the model, the type of droid they are like. You know, it's almost a species of droid that they are. Um, why are we like this? Can you say my username? But I just did. Why are we that? Da- why are we like this? I like it's like one word. Why are we like this? <laughs> um, so yeah, on the Gina Carano thing, like if it was just an astromech droid uh, joke, it's pretty funny. But if it was intended to and directed at people, it's in pretty poor taste. But at the end of the day, she got rid of it. So she, she—whether she it was an intentional wrong or not—no um, worries. Why we like this? Um, I, I'm I'm always here to give. <laughs> um, if it was intended to be, so I just want to talk about these guys here. This is really good. This is like kind of very western. He's come to find the girl, pay the girl. Let's let's do a bounty. She's just sleeping in the, in the. Well, oh, sorry, that was my stand. She's just sleeping in the, in the forest. She hasn't got any. I think they had some tents. Best case for a deterrent. This is really cool. I really like this. This is my favorite. One of my favorite episodes because it is. It's like Magnificent Seven. It's like. What's it? Oh, he's just so cute, isn't he? It's adorable. Reminds me of my little boy yeah I know I know you like it, my little boy. I know you are as well um yeah the yeah the thing about Gina Crano is she fixed it at the end of the day, so you know move on, get over it. she fixed it. she righted the wrong um let's let's let bygones be got bygones basically let's leave a be I say anyway, um on to little baby and he's he's doing the hands and the feet, um, and here's the town, and we're playing the Mandalorian theme again, the, the soft, beautiful Mandalorian theme again. I'm just rolling up the Baby Yoda, my little Baby Yoda's uh, sleeves here. Um, and here's that, I believe this woman is um, Native Indian, are we, are we, that's what we call them now, Cherokee? I know that there's different tribes, so it's like calling a, a Polynesian, a Maori, <laughs> or a Samoan if they're not from there. Um, so, please, please don't cancel me. Um, but this is really cool. They're, they're getting some... Ah, what is the... So, oh, see, he's so jumpy, isn't he? Like, he's just so untrustworthy. It was just a little kid um, that was walking in to say hello to the child. But this is where we learn about the helmet and we learn about... Why the Mandalorians don't take their helmets off, and that they do indeed, but only without others, but I think I think he might have taken the helmet off in front of um the child, I think I could be wrong, um I could be wrong, uh but yeah, there's just these beautiful shots, this green, all this greenery. And all this that's going on in this in this show. I mean, say so what you will about the uh, storyline and it may be naff acting and, and overall it may not be the strongest show of the year but I don't really care. <laughs> like, It's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful this show and just the stories and that uh, George Lucas always said and here's the child interacting with kids finally. <coughs> Um, understand. He's just been around adults so much that he's finally got a an opportunity to be around kids. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's gonna bring a tear to my eye because the necessity of a child being around other children is so. It's like dogs needing to be around other dogs. They they learn they. They learn to play from other kids and they learn to... See, he's super protective of him. He's a good father. A bit paranoid, but understandably so because he's been through a lot, which we find out later. But that costume design, man, it's just... It's just gorgeous. I just... I love the Mandalorian's costume. I love all the costumes. I love this character so much. He... um. He really speaks to me. How long has it been since he took it off yesterday in front of someone else? Cuz this is this is obviously known in the galaxy at this point that the Mandalorians don't take their helmets off. Wasn't much older than they are, so he was a kid. So he, what, he put a helmet on when he was like 8? Holy cow. Do you think he'll take that? He see here's the here's the conundrum with the helmet is. He takes it off. He's no longer a Mandalorian. The show's called The Mandalorian. But if he takes it off, it has to be for very, 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 very good reason. Like, like the child will die if he takes it off or something like that. But it's really interesting here that we're talking about the helmet already four episodes in. Um, and it just goes to show how important the helmet is for um, him, for the Mandalorians. But here he does take the helmet off. So, hold on a second. My foot's going numb. So he does take the helmet off. There you go. But as we know, that's just the stunt double. So it's not actually uh, Pedro wearing the helmet there in the suit. <laughs> that's that's at least what we read in the trivia earlier. Um, but let's have a look at some more trivia stuff. So we're just we're just doing the search for who it might be. But let's talk about some of this trivia. Here. So this is a Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Uh, the daughter of Ron Howard. You may also know her as the girl in uh, Jurassic World. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard spoke about the inspiration from Jurassic World 2015 for the ATST. I didn't feel like we really had seen an ATST be as scary as it potentially can be before. She said, and the other thing that I was really eager to explore is that I wanted it to feel like a dinosaur, and John Favreau was totally cool with that. That's sort of the reference I definitely go to in my head. The idea of being chased by a T. Rex—that's familiar to me. She said, "That's something that was really fun. Was to just project that persona into the ATST. No, you know what? I really like that. I really, really like that element because, you know, we've just spoken here in the show about the ATST, and I love this moment where he's just told her, we told everyone, you can't live here anymore. That's it." Just give up. And they've figured out about the ATST. Armored Walker. Enormous guns. Are we talking about Gina (laughs) here? I think she might be bigger than Pedro. (laughs) I think she genuinely might be broader and bigger than Pedro Pascal. She's intimidating. And it took generations for them. They're a tribe. They're like a. They're a community that's that's set themselves settled themselves down in this in this town in this small village. They've built this village over generations. Hello, OG Twenty on Fortnite. How how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um. Welcome, welcome in. Um. We cannot fight that thing unless we show them how. So they're worried about. This is where they're worried about. It not they're not being able to yeah yeah I know um, or they're not being able to fight um, they're not equipped they're not warriors they're they're just fishermen and women fisher pe- fish people fish, fishing people <laughs> there's nothing on this planet that can damage the legs on this thing there's no weaponry on this planet They dig a trench. Right. Dig a massive trench. But they don't have any sort of crane or anything. It's really interesting because... Barricades along the edges. It's interesting because some of these shots look like they're, they're stunt doubles chatting with the actors. Like they might be real life shots. She's the only one that knows how to use a gun. Why does she know how to use a gun? She's a village lady. Where This woman's been through stuff. I feel like we're coming back to her later next season, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe not. I wonder if he does come back and settle down here. But we've got to remember that even by the end of this show, there's still a bounty out on the child and we disappear at the end of the show this season. Um... And they're just shooting at pots and pans. Where'd they get the pots and pans from? She's a pretty impressive shot, and he's impressed. <laughs> and that's Boba Fett's gun. Oh my god, I never noticed. She's shooting. She's got Boba Fett's gun, or a replica of Boba Fett's gun, or the similar. It's obviously not Boba Fett's gun, but it's 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 the similar model of of weaponry that she's got there. That's really interesting. Very interesting. Hello, everybody who's joining in now. Appreciate it. Um, we're watching the Mandalorian. So, we may not be returning, he just said. It's interesting. Hmm. She's intrigued. Kara uh, Dune knows what's going on here. It's interesting because this is like, I can't remember the movie, um, but it's an old Clint Eastwood film where they protect the town. They, they, I think Magnificent Seven does this. They protect the town in Magnificent Seven and they get paid for it and they, they fall for people someone falls for them, someone in the town and, and 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 so on um so this is really taking a lot of inspiration from the cowboy cowboy world um yeah it's intriguing man this shows laden with references to things um especially this episode with the t-rex reference when we get the atst kind of chasing them around. And this is an interesting... This is like a cryo... They're like cryo-freeze tanks in a tent. These guys, I assume, are pirates, but I don't think it really matters. They're just pillaging. Um, They're just taking from the villagers. So, I love these bombs, though. They're like... I think they got a five-minute timer on them, or whatever. Let's have a look at a bit more trivia. So, uh, the mercenaries are... all Calat... Kalituinian Kalituinian who according to the new essential guide to alien species like to refer to themselves as children of the fountain the species first appeared in Star Wars Return of the Jedi 1983 but here the masks have been updated to allow greater articulation there you go I didn't know they were in Return of the Jedi that's interesting I did not realize that the Kalituinians are actually original trilogy aliens so that's really cool um but they, yeah, they have updated the masks, um, or the prosthetics or I see it's like cryo freezing. Oh, excuse me. My apologies. It's the wine getting to my to my sleep button switch. It's the wine getting to my sleepy sleeps. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've got. This is where they're running out, and kaboom, shakalaka. He must have put a timer on his wrist on that little uh, gauntlet thing of his. I wonder what that gauntlet thing is. Thing is, uh, capable. Here we go. And this is like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park in the forest, in the bushes. I really love this element. He's he's old and covered. He's super tall. He's terrifying. And it's just an ATST. It's not like it's an ATAT. But in comparison to two human beings, it's terrifying with the red eyes, like. It never had the red eyes in Return of the Jedi. I don't think it even had the red eyes in Rebels or or Clone Wars. At least the versions they had in Clone Wars. Um, and it's just the the light. Excuse It's just the light on the inside of the the cockpit that's beaming through the eye holes, the the windscreen, because they've lost the windscreen. Actually, don't think ATST's ever had a windscreen. To be honest, which is strange because if the Empire made ATSTs without wind screens, they clearly don't care about the stormtroopers or the pilots of anything. Like, because you could just shoot straight into that windscreen, throw a bomb straight into that windscreen. Like, why not put some sort of bulletproof? This is a galaxy far, far away. What they ran out of money? They're the Empire. Like, they ran out of funding for ATSTs. It's ridiculous. Like. They're the empire. They got so much funding. It's the, the, <laughs> the emperor would have just stabbed people for free. What's really cool? What's really cool about this is um, is that the ATST is kind of interacting with the world as if it's its own sentient creature, its own sentient machine. Um, the uh, Whereas there's a pilot in there, but we haven't seen the pilot yet and that's really cool. That kind of adds to that T-Rex sort of element. Oh, and he spotted someone. He spotted these two guys. Um, it adds to that T-Rex. I can really start to see that T-Rex Jurassic Park reference going on here. Um, And the guy's just coming straight underneath. It's like they have a giant kaiju and they're just attacking. <laughs> but this is cool in the dark. I like very rarely does the darkness look cool. Very rarely does battles in the dark, and it's taken quite some time for battles in the dark to work, but that's why things like explosions really help and you know lighting them well, but giving a realistic reason for there to be lighting there like like the ATST why are you watching this it's kind of you to watch thank you lunet 293 the atst um is is lighting the the whole scene and then you have an element that is allowing that's explaining where the light's coming from in the darkness here um and that's really that's really powerful um that's a great storytelling element there there's a there's a story excuse for for the light in the darkness and it makes the dark scene much better It's much better than like the matrix and stuff like that we've come a long way but this here is really interesting where she's had to another really great story element is where she's had to get underneath it to get it to move she's kind of sacrificing herself for a cause that she doesn't really she doesn't really care for um well that she thought she didn't care for, but she's a rebel. She's a, she's a sharpshooter. She was a, um, not a stormtrooper. What do they say she was? She's a, um, I have to remember. She says, I missed it earlier. She says she's a, not a sharpshooter. It's not stormtrooper. It's, um, oh, there she goes. There was definitely someone in there and she just shot the thing in the eye, which is really cool. And there we go. Straight into the trench. It worked. It's working. It's working. That's right. And here you go. That's right. He throws a bomb in the hole. Think See what I mean? Like, put a windscreen on the damn thing. That's a huge waste of money and, and it really should be a windscreen. And these two guys just kick butt, man. They just whoop this dude's butt. Yeah, man. Really cool. Let's have a look at some more trivia before we go out because this episode's going to end soon. We're coming towards the end of it. um, Almost. Didn't realize how much in and out they have as far as like... They really, really get through a three-act structure on each episode quite smoothly. Um, This is the first time a Lothcat can be seen in live action. They were introduced in the Star Wars Rebels. I thought they were... series is a variation of the Tuka cat first seen in Star Wars Clone Wars ah so the Tuka cat was the one that was in Clone Wars not the Loth cat um, Tuka cat species were named after Dave Filoni's former cat named Tuke. that's cool uh, the plot of this chapter is the same premise as Seven Samurai that's the movie I was looking for Seven Samurai and the Magnificent Seven, yeah. So, they're pretty much the same thing. The outnumbered heroes, the untrained village, fend off their home from an outside threat. This same premise was also the basis of the Star Wars Clone Wars episode. Bounty Hunters. I'll have to go back and watch that. That's really cool. I didn't realize there was a Star Wars episode as well. Uh, a Clone Wars episode. Um, according to Gina Carano, her character's full name is Kara Cynthia Dune. That's cool. I like a middle name. Although, the spelling of their middle name may differ in the Star Wars universe. Uh, This chapter is directed by... Yeah, we spoke about this. Her father is Ron Howard, um, who directed Star Wars Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, So this chapter is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Ron Howard's daughter. The little neon creatures that the farmers on Sorgon harvest are krill, and they have been mentioned in Star Wars lore before. While this is their first on-screen appearance, they were previously shown in the Star Wars Visual Encyclopedia. As seen in the episode of The Mandalorian, they used to create the neon blue drink Spotchka. Yes, heard of Spotchka. It's a... um, it's a Star Wars alcohol. It's like absence or something. It's worth noting that the Krill and the Star Wars universe are very similar to those that exist in real life They just happen to be more colorful in space. Everything's more colorful in space, really. Um, but let's watch the end of this episode. That's enough of the trivia. There's quite a few bits of trivia there, but I think we might leave it leave it be because this conversation here is really interesting. Where she's asking... Why don't you just stay with that beautiful village lady? Why don't you just... um, And he wants to leave the the little baby boy here. And it is going to break his little heart, as she says. But um, as we all know, we move on from this. And it really is a selfless act to leave him here. Um, He's going to hate... Okay, you're playing with the microphone, right? He's going to hate him for it. But it really is a selfless act that he's committing here, and it's a very, very much something a parent would do, um, at least in my opinion, a good parent would do, uh, to to sort of, um, you know, move to, for for their child. Um, that wine is getting in my head. I'm not. I'm not drinking wine again. <laughs> We're doing this. I'm over here like falling asleep. I keep my eyes open. Um, it is very late and I have a newborn baby so that's that's my excuse. What about you? <laughs> um, are you happy here? This is what she says. I don't even have my subtitles on and I normally do so let's put them on for the last 10 minutes or so. You can pack all this away guess as if it, like he'll just become an old... You and your boy could have a good life. He'd become an old... Ranger, you know, live with her, get married, settle down, have a boy, have the baby boy, look out for him. I mean, what's what's beautiful, and here we go, she almost takes the helmet off, he's almost ready. He's not stopping her. Isn't that interesting? But then, no, he does stop her. I don't belong here. See, he's got this, this sense of guilt he he doesn't think that he deserves the right thing because he's, he's done bad things in his past He's he's been a bounty hunter but he's done what he had to do to survive and oh my god this guy's got him right in the scope he's so ready but I thought they wanted the the the, the, the asset the child alive oh and here we are all thinking that the kid was was shot but thank god for Kara Doon, eh Thank, thank the universe for Cara Dune I mean what a what a save that was and he has a he has a tracker, and there's those trackers we saw earlier the kid and this is why he's got to get the kid out the kid can't stay here because it would endanger everybody uh, G'day James hello there uh, General Kenobi I don't like sand it's rough it's coarse it's everywhere. Um. There's a really good episode on Rex and around this week on Anakin Skywalker. I suggest you watch it. Um, Michael did some real good thinking and and and, and discussing about Anakin, especially Clone Wars, uh, not Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones. Anakin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm tired too. Um. Until our paths cross, there you go. <laughs> We might have to do this earlier in the day, I think. I'm getting um, woozy. Oh, Star Wars. Yes. What is this stream about? Yes, it is about Star Wars. It's always about Star Wars. I'm actually watching The Mandalorian. We're doing a watch-along of The Mandalorian. um, Episode 4, Season 1. James, um, thank you for joining us. We're towards the end here, but, you know, we're talking about Star Wars. If anyone's got any questions about Star Wars. Hi there, um, M-Bear. Um how you doing? Uh, yeah if anyone's got any questions about Star Wars uh, ask away. Are you well I mean I'm watching it. It's a watch along. If you watch it um if you come on later we're we're towards the end but if you come on at 8 p.m. Are you in Australia? Because if you come on at 8 p.m. next Tuesday, uh you can watch along. Um unfortunately the TikTok algorithms not very quick on their lives. And they don't send it out very much to um so you can watch episode five with us next Tuesday, and here we go. we're on our way out that beautiful shot of of the child kind of seeing everyone off in the distance um so yeah, we do this every Tuesday and every Thursday night at eight p m um I'm watching along the first season of Mandalorian uh before we get into season. of the mandalorian at the end of october sweet you can yeah watch one to four james and then come on in have you watched it yet um have you watched the show yet uh because i'll do a lot of talking over top of it um and you can you know you can listen to this you can go and listen to yeah it's on disney plus um you can go and listen to oh man watch it man watch it without me (laughs) um and watch episode five on your own and then come back and watch it with me and we'll chat about it. But um, you can listen along to the commentary tracks. Uh, these are all on audio and on YouTube, uh, but they're on audio on all the podcasting platforms. Just look up um, look up Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, the podcast. So here's this concept art and this is some of the most beautiful concept art because it's so green um, and you can tell by all this concept that they didn't really have the Mando's costume down pat. Like they had his red costume, but they didn't have the Beskar costume. Which is kind of cool because it's an element of surprise for everybody. So let's have a look at a couple more trivia things before we go out. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is... Only the second woman to direct a Star Wars project, Deborah Chow, who helmed the previous episode, Mandalorian Chapter chapter 3, The Sin, was the first. Isn't that interesting? I think we're going to be getting a lot more, um, a lot more female um, directors as far as Star Wars goes. Uh, Disney is pretty good at that. Um, the way the ATST has made its appearance led many fans to draw a comparison to a Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic World 2015. Yeah, so Bryce Dallas Howard is in that movie, and she is. Um. That was her point. Um. But guys, that's it for this week. Um. I really really appreciate all of you uh, listening and watching. All of my audio assassins, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening at home. Everybody on YouTube, thank you for watching. Everybody ca- who came into the live on uh, TikTok, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry if I started to kind of babble towards the end there. <laughs> the the wine here is getting to my head, and it's quite late. Um, and we have a little baby boy who has been struggling, has been uh, keeping me up a little bit later than than tune, but he's doing well. So um, not this baby boy. Here's the other little baby boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah ladies and gentlemen that has been this has been the commentary track for The Mandalorian Uh, that's been that was episode 4 if you would like to listen to it uh, go to Qui-Gon's Happy Hour on all podcasting platforms and you can watch it on YouTube as well but a lot of it's just me sitting there watching it Um, unfortunately we can't play it on YouTube because Disney doesn't like that YouTube doesn't like that so uh, we've just decided to kind of Uh, just video me watching it. Uh, We might not even need to video me watching it from now on. We might just do the audio track and upload the audio track later. But for now, you know, we're doing pretty well. Okay. Uh, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching. This is, I've been your host, Jordan. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may the force be with you.